Well, hello, everybody. Here we are again for another episode of How to Be a Texan. How Man, you doing, it's like <laughs> awesome to be here tonight. Is it really? <laughs> it's amazing, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Andrew, how you doing? Yeah. Tired. Tired. You're a young tired. man. Me and Kevin are almost 50, but we're doing good. 50. Young man. It's the number between 49 and 51. There you go. All right. So, hey, tonight uh, we're going to talk about gardening. Now, before you go to sleep, um, <laughs> it could, this could be seen as kind of a boring one, right? I was going to read the planting schedule from the Farmer's Almanac for well, the next 55 minutes. <laughs> if and, the moon is waxy. <laughs> and then I thought, uh, as our listeners are asleep, I'd quote the uh, Canterbury Tales prologue, <laughs> Juan Prilly. <laughs> I still remember that. Have you, ever, have you ever actually read any of that Farmer's Almanac oh. stuff? Oh, yeah. It says like stuff like if you plant the seeds and during this period and the moon's in this, then your seeds will disintegrate in no. the ground and die. No. And you will get nothing. And no. apparently I've hit on those every time. I've never grown much of anything. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why I suck so bad as a gardener. <laughs> so anyway, gardening in Texas. So yet another random topic for you. This is not a Texas legend. This is another lifestyle issue. I'll, lifestyle. I'll, I'll give you that one. So... Um, Yes, Kevin and I have dabbled in gardening for years. I have for a long time. My grandmother gardened in Oklahoma, and uh, and I just grew up around a garden, and um, and I I value it. I think You're much good... more disciplined with it than I am. No, I suck at it. I well, really, I really do. But, but I again, try you're hard. much more <laughs> disciplined than I. Am. <laughs> I, I <laughs> if you suck, I really suck bad. <laughs> well, well, I try, and and I appreciate it. My my grandmother, uh, if she were still alive, looking at my garden last year, my gosh, she'd be so disappointed at me. Oh yeah, compared to that generation, we're because it was, we're losers. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Hey, and you know what? Going back to our blue zone episode, I wanted to I wanted to tell you this. One of the traits that they say, and so this, I'm telling you, we should get more serious about our gardening because one of the traits that was pretty consistent in the, the five blue zones was they were typically gardeners. They were agrarian by mm-hmm. nature. And especially in Okinawa, the centenarians there spent significant time per day uh, really caring and manicuring the garden. Mm-hmm. And it was, and there, and you know what it did for them? It was a stress reducer. Mm-hmm. It was something where you can just focus the truly menial tasks of your 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 pruning, you're getting weeds out, you're making sure that your garden is kind of pristine and in good order, and your plants are growing just like they should. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wished I could say I did that's that. the part where I really fail. Oh my! I'm gosh. good at kind of getting everything, you know, tilled up, soiled up planted yeah you know off on a great start and then i just i don't do squat with it oh, after just, that yeah and then i, got and I just peek out there every once in a while see if there's tomato <laughs> go grab it <laughs> fight through the weeds in the jungle <laughs> yeah, i got a tomato kendra <laughs> got one for the year we got one baby tomato we're gonna slice this thing up in little tiny slices and put it on a little tiny hamburger <laughs> yeah congratulations there no but it i i believe that in and back to one of our other lifestyle episodes that I think we fail as, um, you know, because our pace of play is so fast here mm-hmm. and, and I'm so busy That's that I don't have time or I don't create time where I can just go out there for an hour or two and manicure my garden because mm-hmm. that's really what you need to do. The planning, the planning and the planning and the harvesting, those are the fun, the kind of the sexy fun parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
if there is such a thing for gardening. <laughs> sexy <But>. gardening. <laughs> sexy. <laughs> you get out there in your thong and your yeah, oh daisy dude. So disturbing. <laughs> Me and a thong. That's a good one. <laughs> That's by accident if that ever happens. Amy didn't Amy did Not do my garden. <laughs> I'm going to hoe some things up in the garden today. <laughs> Where did that voice come from? That's, That's your uh, voice in the thong voice. I, no, I hope not. <laughs> I've never seen that voice before. Anyway, so, yeah, no, we do we do garden here in Texas. Obviously, we do a lot of farming, uh, and this is, as Andrew would call it, kind of mini farming uh, or, or, you know, but we, we Andrew definitely. Andrew doesn't call it mini farming. Yeah, okay. What's the term you used, Andrew? Mini farming. Uh, I was paying attention. I, I, I thought it was a little. Uh, I was locked in to our millennial. A little more guest. derogatory than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So hey, so here I do have a history of this. So my grandmother, she was up in South Central Oklahoma, and every year I'd be with her and I'd help her till and manicure, and she just grew these amazing whatever whatever she wanted to. She grew, and it was amazing. And it, that's what we ate. Every night would be something, and she would keep it throughout the year. She would figure out how to jar it or preserve it. or I don't know how she did all that stuff, but she'd keep it. Mm-hmm. And so all year it seemed like she had stuff out of her garden. Yep. And if, if she'd pickle it or she'd jar and put vinegar, you know. Anyway, but she – Made the most of it mm-hmm. because, again, she grew up in the depression. She made it through the depression, mm-hmm. and that's what they did is they yep. grew their own, and then they they had their own kind of meat sources. They had the chickens for the eggs and meat there, and then their cows for and pigs for, you know. So I'm not saying that's where I'm trying to go to my no. own little, you know, deal, but I like that. I like being able to say I've got a garden, and I can create my own produce mm-hmm. kind of. Yep, and sometimes I'm really good at it, and sometimes, I, you know, I'm not. Like, no, my grandparents on my dad's side did a lot of that too, yeah. and um, <clears throat> more so before I was uh, around, really. But you know, you've accused me of having kind of a obsessive compulsive personality. I would never, you know, just, do, I would just, never do that. Just guy. going all in on things. You, you, you tend to do that. Yes. So my uh, my dad tells a story of my his dad, my granddad. And he decided one year he was going to plant some cantaloupes. Oh. Planted two acres. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> two acres of cantaloupe. That's a lot. That's a lot of cantaloupe. <laughs> Those have runners. My dad was like, ah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. He's like, I got two acres. I'm planting nothing but cantaloupes. We're going <laughs> to have cantaloupes. And we're going to take cantaloupes to the farmer's market. We're going to eat cantaloupes. So, yeah, two did acres he, of cantaloupes. Did he get a bunch? Oh, he got a ton. Oh, my God. He got a ton. Those are truckloads. Truckloads. Literally, yeah. it was truckloads yeah. of cantaloupes. Oh, man. You know, I had some <clears throat> cantaloupe last year. Did you? I threw some down just for fun, just to see mm-hmm. if I could do it. And just out of nowhere, they came up. Some of this other stuff I was really work, working on and trying to get, it didn't come up. And then randomly, the can- I had about three of them and mm-hmm. they had these big long runners and they grew yeah. this big fruit and uh, that's one of the things one of the things that we were actually successful with uh, a couple yeah. years ago when we did it was some cantaloupes yeah and they're cool because they're not like the you know right big bloated ones at the grocery it's kind of like a little more compact kind of heirloom right. looking really right. really good too well there we did some watermelons too did you do any watermelons uh, I've tried and failed. We have watermelons and cantaloupes in the same uh, bed together because they both kind of vine like that oh. in the same way. You we know had, what? We had several little you know watermelons, Ka- too. You know what Kathy did next door? <clears throat> she grew a watermelon 
in her um, compost pile. They had some watermelon seeds. They just eaten some watermelon. Yeah, and it came up. And I mean, she got oh, some she watermelons. threw it in the compost pile. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. She got some watermelons out of her watermelon <laughs> plant in her compost pile. That that's great? cool. That's yeah, cool. Random. So the things we've been successful with, and it hasn't been much, but cantaloupes, watermelon, we did pretty well with that. Okra. Yeah. Okra will grow, and I love okra. I do too. Tomatoes, pretty decent. We yeah. can do better there. Well, that's hit or miss. Yeah. Jalapenos, we did. We've got some decent jalapenos in the past. Yeah. Pretty good. And then herbs. Herbs grow like weeds. They do. We, we don't ever have an issue growing herbs. So I I, <coughs> I put a few categories together for things that we can grow here. And you can grow a ton of stuff here in Texas. We've mm-hmm. got a long growing season. And going back to kind of that farmer's almanac, that really is kind of the gospel for telling you when to plant. Mm-hmm. And and I've had um, real success and, and epic failures by when I didn't abide by what mm-hmm. the farmer farmer's almanac. And you can go online, it's free. It just says, if you're in this zip code, plant here. Mm-hmm. And you have an 86% chance of it not freezing. And that's the key, because when you put it down, you've got to know. And it's that all, really is the key, is this when the last frost is. Yeah, yeah and we never know, you, you know, based on the, you know, the the time periods that the Farmer's Almanac has measured, they've said you've got this much of a percentage chance that you're not going to freeze. Generally, people think around Easter, mm-hmm. that's when you can plant in Texas. And I'm not sure that's really the case, because I've done that. I've waited until then, and it's still frozen in late April or what. I mean, you, you wouldn't believe it, but it, and it kills all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, a few things, uh, we'll get into some of the, the geeky things about that I like or, or you know, kind of garden layout and preparation and all that stuff in just a bit. But some of the things that you can plant and kind of know or sure things in Texas, if you kind of do take some care uh, and spend some time on it, are – are the tomatoes, or at least this is my personal, here's testimony about gardening. Um, you know, tomatoes, green beans, squash, zucchini, cucumbers, and okra. Mm. Those are kind of no-brainers. Squash, we've done a lot of, too. Like I, Squash and zucchini. Yep. I, I killed it last year with mm-hmm. zucchini. Like, I had so much of that that I literally couldn't give it away. Oh, I remember. You gave us a lot. Oh, we just, had to stop. Yeah, we right. told you to stop, and then you would still drop off random bags. Of zucchini. I'd come up from work and be a random bag yeah. of zucchini. Like, oh, Kyle, Kyle struck again. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just randomly giving a bag of to a hobo on the street you of grew, zucchini. You grew a lot of lettuce one year. I remember. Yeah, I did. I you did. grew a it, lot it, of lettuce that's that a, one year. And it, and you, if you have that, you can almost plant that right now. Mm-hmm. You know, in the still in the winter months. And it starts growing, and it can maintain these freezes, and it'll start growing. But then once that summer heat hits in, that mm-hmm. mid-June heat, you're done. So it just burns up. But the sure things are the tomatoes. And I say sure things. It's not a sure thing. I, You know, you talk to all these old farmers, and they'll say, oh, well, it's every other year, or it depends on the acid in your soil, and you really need to be check the pH level. You know, all that stuff around p- tomatoes that I don't know. Well, then that's the difference between – true farming and yeah what we do as gardening right our gardens are so small that we can bring in compost and dirt and right i mean the soil is not really an issue huh you no. know we can bring in whatever we want because we're not doing you know 100 acres of no. you know actual farmland no that's right but <clears throat> but uh for for me it's important because amy loves tomatoes and our family does mm-hmm. and everybody loves tomatoes so they want you to grow it and i i had a real subpar i only had two last year that really did well mm-hmm. and a couple and but i had 18 plants and they all just sucked so hmm. 
It's just so frustrating. But I killed it on all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, but what I call kind of sketch crops, um, I've got two that just drive me crazy: corn and asparagus. If you're not like a I've never farmer, tried either of those. Oh, I have mm-hmm. corn. You know, unless you're like a legit farmer growing for, uh, corn, you shouldn't even waste your time mm-hmm. because it's all this male female stuff and and it's all a matter of the uh, pollination of the mm-hmm. sexes believe it or not between they're different but you got bees and stuff now to pollinate all that so. uh, even my bees they can't help the corn hmm. it's all a matter and they say because if you put them in a line it's no good but if you put them in like a, a four by four real dense patch mm-hmm. if you put them in these dense four by four patches then you're you're going to have way better luck because of the cross pollination with the male and female parts mm. which is weird Mm-hmm. And I've even tried that, and it's been, I just, I gave You know, up. the Three Sisters is something that I'd like to try. What's that? Three Sisters is how the Indians used to grow it. Oh. And the Three Sisters are uh, corn, squash, and beans. Hmm. And those three work together. I mean, the Native Americans were genius farmers, especially yeah, down were. in Mexico. Yeah, they were. Uh, the Mayans and the Aztecs and whatnot. The corn grows tall which provides the trellising for the bean stalks to grow on oh and then they would plant the squash because that's low and it would kind of serve as a mulch to i'll be and those three apparently is just like the perfect combination yeah. in our climate here I'll in be. texas well, i need to go research in mexico and, maybe, and what have you maybe i can do that this year because i was going to try giving that a shot just for fun yeah just to see i try all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to try that but yeah but it's the three sisters a three okay and then the asparagus is another one that drives me crazy. It's got basically a three-year runtime. You've got to kind of commit three years to get the kind of the mature asparagus plants, and I just don't have patience for that because mm-hmm. I just till it all up and start over. I didn't know about the three-year thing, but I did know that asparagus is only good for a small sliver of the season. Oh, yeah. And, and you and, eat it when it's in that right sweet spot, and yeah. outside of that, you don't. You don't want to mess with it. No. But what I consider some other kind of sketch crops, at least for North Texas, it may be better down in What South do you mean Texas, by sketch? That it's hit or miss. You just oh, it's don't kind know. of sketchy? There's something, there's something funky about it. Corn and asparagus, to me, are just a pain in, in the booty. But the other ones, for me, are, are beans, peppers, and cauliflower that mm-hmm. I've had some success. But mm-hmm. anyway, and then herbs, like you said, they're, they're great. Mm-hmm. Uh, watermelon, cantaloupe are real uh, hardy. But then I planted some other kind of weird ones over the years, mm-hmm. and they've had um, some success. They grow crazy good. I planted these tomatillos, and that thing— Oh, I, really? I, I didn't know that. I Dude, could, I love tomatillos. I couldn't kill it. I mean, I tried to kill the thing, and I could not kill you. It, it's like these massive bushes that come up and billions of tomatillos, and I have no idea what to do with tomatillos. Oh, dude, make salsa out of them. See, after talking to you and Carlos, now I know. Yeah, tomatillo salsa is the so, best. I had, and, and it's, we'll throw it, them on the grill out there. Yeah. Well, hey, we grill can, them up, make we can salsa. grow it because I grew it like crazy. Huh, and now I had they no come, idea you were growing them. Now they come up wild. Did you ever try to eat one? What would you I, do with it? I just threw them all away because <laughs> I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> You're like, this ain't a tomato. It looks like a tomato, but this is a weird tomato. It's a weird tomato. Pon- Poncho got me to grow it. And I, anyway, I don't know what to do with it. And then he died. He died. He did die. That's unfortunate. Rest his soul. <laughs> I've grown kale, Swiss chard, and spaghetti squash before, and those are kind of weird and funky. Everybody loves kale. It's the yuppie thing to do is everybody eat kale. Mm-hmm. Kale doesn't taste that great, but mm-hmm. our turtle likes it a lot. 
And then there's some winter crops and fall crops, but you know, that's your own thing. But anyway, uh, my favorite stuff. What about potatoes? You ever done potatoes? Uh, I've tried it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I've tried it. No uh, limited success. Limited success. Yeah. Regular or sweet potatoes? uh, I've tried to grow the sweet and failed, and I have grown the regulars. Yeah. And those are okay. My grandmother grew them like crazy. Yeah. And they're awesome. uh, I had to go pick potatoes on a kind of a actual farm one time when i was a kid oh and it was horrible oh it was horrible i didn't realize what i was getting into is wow. my i was with my cousins they're like hey we gotta go pick potatoes and dude no. it was all day sun up to sundown it's hard work digging down in the dirt breathing inhaling oh yeah just all that dirt yeah yeah i'm sure the potatoes were amazing but i had a time we got done with it i was like oh. i tell you what i had a doctor out in uh, baton rouge i worked with and he grew sp- sweet potatoes and they were amazing. I mean, he'd bring it. You talk about truckloads that he could grow in his mm. garden. It was amazing. That's crazy. And I've never, I've never really had luck with that, but I'd love to try. Mm-hmm. But okay, here. So here's the part where I kind of geek out because, um, you know, uh, a long time ago, you know, I lost my man card when I went to Pinterest. Right? Oh yeah, I'm the one that took the man card. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. I think you we did. were at a small group meeting, and all the ladies were talking about Pinterest, and you were like, "Yeah, well, pin me on that." I'm like, "Dude, what are you talking about? Pinterest is amazing." It's like, "Well, you got a Pinterest account? I, I, I got one a long time ago. We never did start the website. I suggested called Mantrist for men. <laughs> Mantrist. Well, maybe to somebody pin will. your pictures of your deer blind and yeah, yeah, everything else. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with Mantrist. that. Mantrist. I think it would work. Hey, maybe somebody listening sure to it will do it. sued instantly by Pinterest. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Mantrist. That's the craziest thing i heard. Anyway, but no, Pinterest has great ideas on it. And so when you're trying to prepare your garden and design it and all that, that's where I really have geeked out over time because I've got a garden that I've set aside, and it's 24 by 36. It's 24 deep, 36 long. And so I've... You know, I basically got a kind of a one foot. Is that 24 feet or yeah. inches? No, no, no. 24 I'm feet. kidding. <laughs> 24 <laughs> feet by 36 feet. And so I've got kind of, and, and I get on a spreadsheet and I design kind of what this is going to look like, you know, on my one by one grid, you know, and I say, well, I'm going to have tomatoes here. I'm going to have zucchini here. I'm going to have okra here. And, you know, on each of the seed packets that you have, uh, they say a lot, you know, three feet by three feet for this tomato plant or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you try to do that as best you mm-hmm. can. And so it's fun. And then you go to Pinterest and you get other great ideas for, okay, well, here's a really cool way that I can design it. Or here's how plants kind of like the three, did you call it the three princesses? Sisters. Three sisters. sisters. There, there you go. <laughs> you, you know, they get, have ideas like that where you can lay out your garden you know, in a certain way. And I, I think that's cool. So I've geeked out and I've tried it all kinds of ways. Yeah. Uh, I did something similar with ours when I built those boxes. So I built boxes for raised beds out of yeah. that cedar stuff. Right. No, those look, but we did the same. So we took the square footage of each box and kind of laid out, you know, we want herbs here. We want okra over here and how many right. can we fit in and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. downside is you don't have as much space with right. those boxes. Right. You know, whereas the way you do it is just till up the whole right, whole area and, you know, go to town. No, that's that's what I end up pretty much doing every year. Yeah. I'll, I'll till the whole thing, and then I have my beautiful design, and I, I get out there with all my plant, whether, you know, I'll buy the little bitty tomato plants, you know, that are already mm-hmm. started yep. or I'll have seeds. 
and I get out there and I start working this thing. And then the next thing, uh, you know, I have leftover seeds or plants and I'm like, Oh, well, I can't waste these because they're mm-hmm. too cheap. And so I just keep on going and I'll like, instead of giving a three by three space, I'll give a one and a half by one and a half space. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, I've got mayhem in the mm-hmm. garden because it all grows and clusters all over each other. And it's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, you know, anywhere close to what it should be as far as space allocation. Have you ever started any seeds inside? I have. Yeah. You know, Amy gave me that seed starter kit one mm-hmm. year. With uh, the lights and stuff. Of which you gave her the idea. Yeah. Thank she was you. like, what should I get caught? Like, getting some of these lights to grow yeah. stuff. So I've only done that twice. And, and I learned a pretty valuable lesson because if you start inside, and I had great success both times. The first time, I failed because I didn't give. There's a, there's a term that's used. It's like hardening or something. But you basically have to transition the small plants outside mm-hmm. so they can strengthen their roots to adapt to the wind. Yeah. Cause in Texas we have wind too. Mm-hmm. And if you just put them straight from the inside to the outside and plant them, then they're going to, they don't have the strong roots to hold the plant up while mm-hmm. the, to withstand the wind. And I did that the first year and they basically all died. Some they of them, died. you know, maybe 30% lived. Mm-hmm. The second year I did it, I planted it, but I left a two-week gap in there where I put them outside during the day, and then I came back and left them in the lights at night. And there was an 80%, 90% acceptance rate once I put them outside. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty good. And yeah. so I haven't done that. I could actually start planting right now mm-hmm. you know, in, in mid-February, and they would be ready to go by Easter, and then I could harden them up or whatever the term is, plant them in the ground, and I'll have plants that are – Anywhere from, you know, 6 to 12 inches high, mm-hmm. depending on what plant it is. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. That'd though. be cool. And then it, it kind of shotguns you forward mm-hmm. so that you're not waiting for. And then, you know, there's this thing about phasing in so that what drives me crazy is I'll put everything out on the first, you know, available time that the Farmer's Almanac tells me. But then I don't wave it in a couple, three weeks later so that I have a harvest come in. And then another harvest and another harvest. The really good gardeners do it that way, where they layer it in, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't yeah. do that. I just blast it out there, and I wait, and then all my beans kind of fry out in a month. And I'm like, oh, crap, I'm out of beans, <laughs> you know? <laughs> anyway. And then Are people zo- intrigued uh, that you work with about the gardening stuff? No. Other people sh- do it? This will be the least listened to episode Dude, I, ever. I was, I was talking, uh, this was a couple years ago. I was in our office in Mountain View, yeah. and um, we had a new inside sales rep there, and she was just kind of, you know, asking me about, oh, you're from Texas, you know, you know, what do you do? I told her about the garden. She's like, oh, wow, that's so cool, yeah. you know? And, and this was when we were, you know, a couple of years ago when we were doing some stuff. No. I completely forgot about this conversation. I mean, it was just like one of those conversations in my mind out, never even thought about it again. Really? I went to the office about two months later, and this same person, you know, was kind of talking casually, and she, she says, so, have you grown, grown any good stuff lately? Oh. She actually locked in. No, but I had no idea what she's talking about. Oh. <laughs> I forgot that I'd had this conversation. Oh, gosh. I was like, what are you asking me for drugs or something? Like, you know, <laughs> I grow marijuana. I did. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. She was like, oh, no, you told me about the garden. I was, oh, I, oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that conversation. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I was just like, what? What yeah. are you talking Hey. 
Have you grown any good stuff lately? <laughs> what the heck? I'm sure we could grow some of that, but... Uh, I... That was a little weird. Yeah. But we laugh about that now. Every time well, I see her now, she's like, have you grown any good stuff lately? Yeah. No, and then I know I know we've struggled with the automatic water systems and all that, and I've created these automatic watering systems out of PVC, and I'm the worst plumber in the world. But I've tried a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. And so I've got a system out there of PVC, and I've got auto waters, and it turns on. And sometimes in the Texas heat, I'll get it going once in the morning at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. for like 8 or 10 minutes and just give a nice doubt. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, at the grocery store they do that. They douse their plants, and so mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll, I'll do that too. No, but your biggest issue has been grasshoppers. Oh, Lord. Yes, yes. So um, I'm really pretty bad about fertilizers and pesticide and all that. But anyway, a couple, oh, several years ago, um, I did. I had kind of a plague happen, and um, – <laughs> I don't know what the deal was, if it was a drought or whatever, but now June 8th of every year is my most hated day ever because... That was the day? June 8th, every day, every year, those little devils come out, those grasshoppers. I'm talking about grasshoppers. Mm-hmm. They come out, and they're just itty-bitty, and they just look little cute, little grasshoppers, and then all of a sudden they get to be these giant... You know, I remember you calling me because that was the same year that we had a pretty decent garden going. I didn't have any grasshoppers at all. I remember you calling me, and you're like, man got grasshoppers everywhere i'm like you know they'll go you're like no you don't understand there are hundreds of thousands of grasshoppers yeah yeah i thought you were exaggerating until i went over there and saw it for myself no it was unbelievable it was unbelievable it was unbelievable because we yeah we went we had to get our family beach trip to destin like on june 9th or something right they came out on june 8th on june 8th you came over and were helping me because there's these organic things and we were trying to do organic pepper sprays it was a pepper spray it was a pepper spray because i was out there spraying this peppers i mean which was just raw jalapeno juice i got it it was got it on your hands or face yeah the label's like do not get on your skin and i did i was out there (laughs) like a dummy blowing it into the 40 and mile an hour Argyle wind, just this stuff's blowing all back on me. And yeah. I'm like, man, it's a little warm out here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then I go look in the mirror and my skin was red. It is, yeah. It, it was absolutely up. ridiculous. And those grasshoppers did not give a crap about they, the pepper spray at all. They were like, no. ah, peppers. We love peppers. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the hydration. They're yeah. Making us stronger. That's right. It no, was ridiculous. They ate it like hot sauce. I mean, seriously, I, I would, I, I just, I got, it was garlic and pepper spray. No, I, I remember that. I remember I got it and I, I had a good two inch grasshopper right at my foot. I tore his leg off just so he wouldn't jump away. <laughs> and then I just direct sprayed that right in his face. I mean, like 10 seconds. And he just laughed at you. He laughed, <laughs> licked his lips. Then he grew a new jumped leg. Over to my, <laughs> yeah, jumped over to my favorite tomato plant and ate it. <laughs> It was awful. That was horrible. I've never little. seen anything like that so, before or since. Oh, it's, yeah. I don't think it's ever been that bad since, has no, it? Uh, no, not quite. The last year was pretty good. And then I'm hoping and praying that we have, we've had a really, really hard winter this, this, this year. Yeah. Where we've had it in the 20s for lengthy periods of times. And even we had it in single digits for a long time, so which was that good. kills out all that stuff, doesn't it's it? Ticks and grasshoppers and mosquitoes. Mosquitoes, kills yeah. Them. So that's awesome. So, I but hope- now you got your chicken moat around the garden too. Uh, yes. That so helps. I built I built a chicken run uh, 
last year. Cole helped me build the chicken run. And so that's a that's a chicken wire thing that literally is a moat and I have my chickens run around that and the whole idea and again found it on Pinterest thank you Pinterest or Mantris whatever <laughs> it's not Mantris yeah so I found it because you know the whole theory is those little devil grasshoppers at some point they're going to try to hop across and all my little ninja chickens <laughs> they go and eat them I mean I just want them to eat them dead I mean, I, I don't. I, I remember when you were having that issue. You're like, "Hey, man, can I come get one of your chickens? Just let it loose in my garden for a yeah. while." Yeah. It's <laughs> like, well, I think it'll eat your tomatoes, but I don't care <laughs> if it eats any grasshoppers. That's good. I just hate them. I just hate eat them. your tomatoes and get eaten by a hawk. But, so, you know. so Kevin tried to get me to stay organic, but I just couldn't. There's do no it. way. I went. You had to go non-organic. I went nuclear and toxic <laughs> and all that, and I. Uh, now you can't put that nasty stuff on your actual fruits and mm-hmm. vegetables. You got to be real careful. But you can spray it on the ground and on the you know. Even if you get some on your fruits and vegetables, yeah. you're, you're way more organic than what you're getting at the grocery store. Oh Lord, even knows. with some of that on. You know there. what? Lord knows what I ate as a kid because my grandmother used to say, "Oh yeah, I put a little seven dust out there." You know, yeah. seven dust is about as toxic as you can get. And so yeah, I think I ate all that. But I mean, what you're buying at the grocery store now is the thousand times worse than that yeah probably so i mean dude have you seen those guys they have full body armor gear and gas masks on out there spraying all that crap i'm serious man (laughs) (laughs) look it up that's why they they modify them uh they genetically modify a lot of these plants so that they don't they don't die from roundup oh my gosh and so then they can just blast roundup gallons of it all over the plants and kill all the weeds but the plant has been genetically modified not to oh my gosh i didn't so when you hear about gmos that's what it is oh that's terrible and so the actual gmo itself is not that bad it's just the fact that you're eating food that has been you know basically soaked in gallons of uh roundup of roundup for months at a time that's terrible that's pretty toxic and you said you said people geek out on on you being a gardener when you talk about it. Now, what I found is people geek out on me when I say that I'm a beekeeper. Mm-hmm. They geek out hard. On yeah. That. They're, they're so, they think it's so fascinating. Yeah. So as a transition, let me go over to a quick ranch update. Is that okay with you? Sure. <laughs> well, green Acres update. Yeah, that's, that's not annoying at all that little drop it's but, so appropriate though. Yeah, i know but it i do like green acres <laughs> so we we do have i have a few updates on this from the ranch um number one patrick and kathy and i my neighbors they came over this morning and we did it we castrated the bull calf just one of them yeah okay so well, you we, got two of them right listen to this so i got two calves oh one of them one of bull well, hold on. You're jumping to conclusions here. Okay. So we get down. We, we tackle this one. We rope it and tackle it, and we think the mama cow is going to kill us. But we get it done, and we get the rubber band on the things for the one, and we even tag its ear. And so we get rid of the one, the big one, and it runs back to mama, and it's good. And then we have the little one come in. And why would you tag its ear? Well, I think you're supposed to. I don't know. Kathy and Patrick told me to, so I did. So it's fine. <laughs> so, so one seven, little, nice little earring on it. Well, no, one's number seven and one's thirteen. So, okay. and both of my mama, uh, they're both sixty-seven. I don't know why, but anyway, seven and thirteen. So I'll be like, hey, there's seven and there's thirteen. So, <laughs> seven. And, 
Right. What's the name of that calf? Seb? So anyway, we tackle the little one, um, and we'd rope her, and then I'd tackle her, and I'm laying on her, and Patrick's getting ready with the little rubber band thing to castrate it. And Kathy's like, those are little udders, Kyle. I'm like, no, no. Anyway, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I missexed my little baby calf. Cow. Yeah, so she's a cow. <laughs> Isn't that awful? I mean, you can missex a chicken pretty easily, but I missexed a cow. A cow. But anyway, <laughs> I so I'm so embarrassed about it. That's how horrible I am. But anyway, we took care of that, and uh, oh gosh. <laughs> so anyway, that was wonderful that we got that behind us. Um, and now, then, okay, tell me the process. So, is it done? It's done. Well, no, you have the rubber band around the the things, and they just rot off. Well, that sounds painful. Oh, gosh. I can't imagine. Yeah, that's it. That's all we do. I just check them. I guess I check them every once in a while, make sure they're, you know, they're all still rubber banded up. But eventually, uh, they'll just fall off. Amy's going to do that to you one of these days. Probably should. But anyway. (laughs) Okay, so uh, update number two. Um, Today, I spent with my boys, we spent the better part of the day putting a giant kind of net over my yard my chicken yard because mm-hmm. i've lost two more chickens remember the hawks. first yeah i th- i think it's hawks or a bobcat but i think it's hawks because mm-hmm. um what's going on is it's there's no feathers at all they're just gone mm-hmm. and, and the first one that i lost so that's three in the last three weeks that i've lost and so i had a puff of feathers with the, with the one and so i was a raccoon or a bobcat and then the last two i think are just gone and i mm-hmm. think that's a hawk so I put a big net up over my entire chicken yard. Which you didn't a have a hot NATO incident, did you? No, not at all. Not at all. That so, was pretty bad. Yeah, so hopefully this helps. And I'm down to I'm only down to six chickens now, so mm-hmm. i got to revamp up. So, yep, well, it's anyway. that time of year. Well, we're going to get them together. I'm going to get you 36 new chickens, and I'm going to get about six new chickens. I don't know if I need 36. I think you do. I think Kendra, hmm. she'll, she'll like that. I'll, I'll let Kendra make but the call. Then let, me, then let me tell you my third and final ranch. Well, up you know there. the Hocknado story, though. I was I was here moments after it happened. Yeah, I, Amy, was, I wasn't. No, Amy showed up. My wife showed up mm-hmm. at the Hocknado, and there were two. <clears throat> I think Amy told us there were two hawks mm-hmm. that were coming in and just literally obliterating your chickens' mm-hmm. flock. I was in California. Yeah. And, and we, we were taking care of the chickens in the house and all right. that. Right. And what happened was, I guess Kendra was uh, not around. No, I think she was just gone. She asked Amy to go over and check yeah. on something. So I was in California. And I actually, I get a call from Kendra, I think through Amy, saying, your horses are loose. That was what happened first. Oh, yeah, that was a big deal, too. I got a call saying the horses are out. And yeah. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, that was a big deal. Because <clears throat> uh, apparently the was, old... Was, the, was that the same day? The same day. So here's here's the sequence of events. So I'm in California. I get a call saying the horses are out because the old couple that was delivering our hay apparently oh, couldn't yeah. close the gate, left the gate open. I remember that. They got all the way out to 407. Yeah. So as that's going on, which I think that's why you ended up getting called over or something, or maybe that was even a different time, but... This happened in one day because I remember getting another call. I think Hawknado happened first in the day. It happened the I, same day. I got that call because Amy got over here and she sees the two. Mm-hmm. I mean, these they were amazing. I yeah. mean, I wished I could have seen it. But she calls me and she's like, get over here. 
So that was the sequence. Because I know they, these were sequenced because I was in a meeting and I get this call and I was thinking it was the horses, but I guess it was it was the hawks first. No, it was hawknado I get first. A, I get a call saying your chickens are being eaten by hawks. Yes. Because then I get another call because I remember the reaction on my boss's face because he's overhearing me on the cell phone. Yeah. I'm like, oh, and the horses escaped too. No, no, yeah. So on the same day, that was later. Half of our chickens get eaten by hawks, yeah. and then the horses get out, and they're running down the freeway. Oh, and the haw- the hawks, they just gutted and moved to the next. Yeah, gut and move on, gut and move on. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. So we cleaned all that up, and I go home, and then literally a few hours later, when it got dark, they said somebody said the horses are out. So we went. All of us went with the ropes and. All that and and Caroline on a horse and we we got them back in, but they were on four oh seven. Yeah, it was yeah. very scary. I was out of town. It was it was scary. That was a bad one. That when was you, a bad day. When you get horses next to a highway. That's a bad. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, that's a bad. Deal. That's so, the second time that had happened. Yeah. So the let, other one was when we were in was it Thailand? We had a chicken die. Y'all were taking care of the chickens. Oh, yeah. That was the first one we ever had die. Yeah, that kind of microwaved itself. <laughs> <laughs> I really hated making that call. That guy was sitting out in the or that in your girl, loafing shed, the loafing shed, and he kind of microwaved himself. It was 110 degrees. He couldn't here. get back to get water. Yeah, and I remember asking you because y'all were like, "This was our first chicken we ever lost." Y'all yeah. were thinking it was like a pet to us or something. Oh, You're we like, felt, oh, it feels so bad. I'm like, we felt no. terrible. Yeah, I was like, it's just a stupid chicken. And now that you own chickens, you know it's oh, just yeah. a stupid chicken. Well, yeah, but three but, in three weeks. But yeah, no, that one was microwave. But I remember saying you were like, "Well, I just had to dispose of it." And I'm like, "Well, what did you <laughs> what did you do with it?" You're like, "Well, it was already kind of in rigor mortis, so I." Just put it on the roof of the the Tahoe, uh, the Tahoe, and then I drove out and threw it out in the pasture oh, somewhere yeah. across, <laughs> across from Cranky's place. It's real thick back there. I was telling Kathy and Patrick about that today. Everything, anything dead, I just throw it. <laughs> it's real thick, and stuff just gets it. Yeah, you just throw it over there. Anyway, That's so great. let me tell you my third and final thing. So um, we had a, a, and this was horrible um, uh, with a horse. We had a horrible horse accident this week. And um, it was with Harper, our five-year-old. And it was um, – and she survived. And it, it's miraculous that she survived. So uh, 10 o'clock, about, uh, about five nights ago, uh, I get this call from my daughter. She's out feeding and putting the horses up and whatever, and she is hysterical beside herself. Hmm. And so I, I just – I go running. And so I know something terrible has happened. So I go running. It's cold out there, but uh, I throw a coat on as I'm running out. And I get out there with a flashlight, and I see what she's looking at. Mm. And it's Harper, our five-year-old, um, you know, and she's 1,300 pounds. She's a big horse. Um, she had somehow been I – don't, I don't know how she did it, but she had um, probably kind of play fighting with the horse across the fence. But she'd raised up. And she got her front left hoof caught in the gate that's four and a half feet up, and it got it caught in that and um, in between a, a little nook where a gate is. And she had fallen over, hmm. and she was on the ground with her leg and her foot caught up there, and her feet were under the fence, and she was laying there. And so um, I thought, oh, my Lord, she has broken her leg. We're about to put this horse down. Was it a little tiny gap up in the top of the There was a gap about that, about six inches big. And it was about eight inches deep. 
and she had somehow lodged her foot in there mm. and instead of it snapping off somehow it didn't snap and she she fell over and um and then we found her and i think she'd been there for 45 minutes or an hour or so um and so uh, again my neighbor kathy got out there amy and the boys got out there to help and we had to literally take and so caroline and amy were just calming the horse down to mm-hmm. keep it still because we didn't want that horse to move at all and literally we had to me kathy and cole got the fence uh, unscrewed and pulled it out and then i was able to dislodge the hoof and by then, our old country vet, uh, Dr. Shepard, had come over. We'd called and said, please get here as soon as you can. Because we thought at that point we're going to have to put this horse down cause mm-hmm. with a broken leg. But anyway, Doc Shepard got there, and uh, this is 1030 at night. Mm-hmm. And um, and so sure enough, uh, he drugged her. We were able to f- pull her back, flip her over. Uh, after she kind of came to, she popped up. Uh, the, you know, it, it the, the foot, you know, it, it stuck, you know, it was okay. Mm-hmm. And she wobbled off and we've kept her kind of in captivity for the last five wow, days. Wow, man. It Smart was, horse. It was, hor- yeah. If she'd been a, you know, crazy, mm-hmm. uh, agitatable horse uh, versus a very calm, chill horse, which she is. But she, I guess she knew. She's like, well, somebody's going to come out here pretty quick and help me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's, wow. a, it's a miracle That's she didn't crazy. break the front. It was very scary for us. So can you cover up that gap in the fence? Put some wire up there? I can't. I can't. I don't know how I could. Like one of those wire panels from Tractor Supply? Maybe, but it was Put just up such a freak accident. And, you know, Dr. Shepard, to his credit, he's always told me, he said, Kyle, uh, horses are two things. They're homicidal or suicidal all the time. They're trying to hurt something or hurt themselves all the time. And they do that. I mean, they and I know your horses are gentle and they typically don't, but, you know, mine are crazy. Hmm. Know, they just, if there's a chance for them to hurt themselves, they do. Hmm. So... Anyway, we're blessed that uh, we we still have Harper, and well, she looks. Well, you had something uh, years ago with Elvis getting tied up in some barbed wire. Yeah, yeah, and well, because like he was calm, he yeah he like, made it out okay. Oh, he made it, but oh, I'm telling you, I just knew we were going to put that horse down right hmm. there. It was so That's awful that was. Happy so, ending. It is a happy ending. So she's up and running now. Yeah, so well, not running, but she's she's recovering. So how are the bees doing? Oh, the bees are just buzzing along. Yeah. They were out today. You fed them? Uh, fed them no, their syrup? No, I'm feeding them tomorrow. I fed them about five days ago. So yeah. we're good. Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're getting through. So, all right. Well, hey, I think that's it for the, this week's episode, gardening. Good and, stuff. Uh, yeah. So I got to get busy out there. Well, it's time to get till, some stuff planted. Get your winter crop in and, mm-hmm. and plant indoors if you want to. Read the Farmer's Almanac. Know when to go. <laughs> anyway, so all there right. should be an app. I'm sure there's a Farmer's Almanac app there at this be. point. Nah, they don't believe in that. They're old school. I'll just use Alexa. Alexa, <laughs> what should I plant? <laughs> Somebody's Alexa's going off right now. <laughs> I love doing that on these. It's a, it fires up. Yeah. Thousands of Alexas simultaneously. <laughs> you mean of all the thousands of listeners yeah, that we you, have on You here. mean four. four. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, four buddies. So, we appreciate that. Okay, well, thank you all for uh, listening. And, uh, and again, subscribe to us uh, on a bunch of different areas. Google Play, Spreaker. We're on Google Play now. Yeah, that's amazing. Spreaker, Google Play, iTunes. I don't know how to use any of those, but that's amazing. So that's all good. Yeah, okay. Hey, you all have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Adios.